Well, good evening. In the immortal words of Huey Lewis, it don't take money, it don't take fame, it don't take a credit card to ride this train. It's strong and it's sudden and even cruel sometimes, but it might just save your life. That's the power of love. It's a famous song from 1985 that gets us fairly close to what we're going to talk about tonight because indeed we are going to talk about the power of love. But we are going to take it much deeper on this Monday, Thursday as we are going to talk about the power of the love of God. What we see in our John 13 reading that Deacon Beth just read for us is contextually the disciples and Jesus are gathered in the upper room in Jerusalem where the road has led them. And it is the night before he would face his cross. And in that evening, we remember tonight the washing of the disciples' feet and we remember the sacrament of the Eucharist that he, sacrament, or that he brought forward and installed with his body and his blood in that last supper in the upper room. But before we get there, this would be the night. This would be the night in which that after he washes their feet in that upper room and after they have that meal together, a Passover meal that they shared most every year, the same time of the year, but this one would be oh so different because it would change everything. What would happen is after that supper happened with them, Judas would get up and he would head out the back door. The disciples would not know in that moment what that would mean, but Jesus knew that in that moment it was the trigger that would bring his earthly ministry to a close. The last three years and a few months that he had poured into and been preparing, as we had been hearing in some of our readings over the season of Lent, his time had not yet come. But with Judas giving up, and heading out the back door to, for the betrayal to take place, that time had now come. In which a final teaching and instruction he would give to the 11 disciples that remained. But as we know what is coming tomorrow, right after this is when the betrayal will happen. When he will be taken away where he will be tried, go through a few different trials, and ultimately the culmination of the cross, in which the reason he ultimately came to be the one and final atoning sacrifice for the sin of all humankind would happen. That's what awaits us tomorrow on Good Friday. Tonight... In this intimate meal, Jesus gives what we hear is a final command. And, or a, as where Monday Thursday actually gets its title, mandatum, going into Monday, actually meaning a new mandate. And it is a last will and testament, the last thing he taught the disciples to prepare him and to, and to prepare them for the cross and what would come beyond it. This is his final will and testament, his final instructions to those 11 faithful disciples. 
And what he tells them, he's gonna, he tells them what to do. And he tells them how to do it or uh, what it actually means. And then why it is so important as his last instruction to them. So first off, what does he tell them to do? And as we opened up with the power of love, he tells them to love. And we heard it as in the closing lines of the gospel, love one another. And you might think to yourself, he gave this as a command or a rule to follow. And you might be curious, why did he have to make it a a rule to follow or a new command? So we hear. Well, I'd ask, how are you doing with loving one another? I mean, does love just spontaneously come from us as an emotion that just floats up and comes whenever it wants in the human experience? I think not. I think we know if you have ever grown up in a family, you know how hard it can actually be to love one another. If you've ever been married longer than a year, you probably know how hard it is to love one another. If you have children that can constantly be at each other, you know how hard it is to love one another. Or what about that that neighbor you constantly have conflict with over menial things? Or even the more serious things where relationship within family or maybe someone that you have known and know no longer because a relationship has ended because of hatred, because of fight or quarrel. We all know how hard it is to love one another. And by using that word command, a new command I give you, Jesus is out to actually telling us the importance of relationship. As we hear in our morning service in Rite 1, the summary of the law, as in all things, all the law and prophets hang on these two commandments, that you love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul. And the second is just like the the all-important first one, that you love your neighbor on yourselves. And this is a key part to that whole thing. And that on all on those two things, relationship with God and loving our neighbor, that all the law and the prophet hang. What that means is 613 thou shouts or thou shalt nots. And then everything that the prophets told us in the Old Testament, all of that hangs on relationship with God and his love for us as well as how that as how we love our neighbor. This is and when he said a new commandment I give you, he boils it down to these, not taking away the power of all those other laws but showing us how they are all fulfilled by the love of God for us and by from that our love of neighbor. Relationship and the power of the love of God are very important. This is the what he told them in this final instruction that he gives. That leads us to the ever important how, or what he is actually getting at. How do we love like this? And he takes it to what seems like a very impossible thing for us to accomplish. He says, well, love your neighbors as I 
have loved you. So you should also love one another. As we hear that and consider what that actually means on this Monday, Thursday, how can we love like Christ? We first have to consider he first showed them right before he was doing this teaching the washing of the feet where he took the posture of the lowest position and he, and he showed us that he did not come to, to serve, but to, to be served, but to serve. And this would be, and he, he would tell them as he was doing this in that intimate washing of their feet that they would not know in that moment what he was doing. But in a few days' time, they would come to understand what the love of God would actually mean. As we consider that love of God and how we could possibly measure it and try to equal it in our own power, it seems very difficult. And it is actually impossible. Because if we take what Jesus has said in John 13, and if we fast forward two chapters to John 15, he brings it to this impossible level, which we in our own cannot do. As this is, this is happening around this same intimate night and meal in that upper room, he once again repeats, love one another as I have loved you. But then the line you have probably heard in John 15, he says, greater love knows no one than this that he would lay down his life for his friends. What he has just done is what will happen next is he has just sig signified that he is going to his cross. And then indeed in that act, he will show the greatest love of God for his people and all of mankind. We see that the love of God, the powerful love of God is sacrificial. We also see that it is unconditional. As we will hear tomorrow in that Good Friday moment when he's hanging on the cross, what are his words? Father, get them for what they've done to me. No, that is not what he says. Unconditional love he portrays as he says, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. The love of God is also never ceasing. And it is non-reciprocal, meaning that we don't have to do something first to earn it. This is the, when God says, love one another as I have loved you, this is how God has loved us. Sacrificially, unconditionally, never ceasing, and non-reciprocal love that is given to us as a free gift of grace. And that is how we are to love one another. And when we first hear that, we feel the impossibility of, well, he can do that, but I can't do that. And in that reality, it is correct. In our own power, we cannot love to that level. But in Christ, as we all are, and through Christ, we, are, we hear from Paul in the fifth chapter of Romans that we are given an amazing gift a reservoir of love by the Holy Spirit that comes within and resides and transforms us and grows us into the image of Christ. And as it comes in, it also flows out. 
And as we, that reality for us all, recognizing that by the events as we continue into Holy Week and what we will celebrate on Sunday, his mercy is new every morning and his love within us is that love that we have talked about that can only come from God. Sacrificial, unconditional, and, and unceasing and something we don't have to earn, we get a reservoir of that that never runs out because of his Holy Spirit being within and as it continues to come in and it is never ceasing, it flows out. This is how he tells us that we can keep this standard of love only through him and by his cross and his resurrection. And finally, it is the why. Why is this so important? In the words of how our gospel finished off today, and by this love, by this powerful love of God, the world would know that you are my disciples. You see, when people taste this authentic love that comes from relationship with God and flows from us, it changes everything. The world takes notice and says, I want some of what they have. And this, it is, is, this is why it is so important, because we all know the brokenness that we came into this room from, and we all know as we go back into the world what, what the headlines and the news are now, and we might not even see what is coming. We, but when we consider this final will and testament both for the original disciples and as all of you as disciples that are gathered tonight, this is one of our great ways to continue to live into the journey of Holy Week as every day of walking the resurrection life of disciples of Jesus Christ. It is through relationship with Christ that we recognize the power of his love and then that we get to share that with one another as it flows out of us sometimes in the most tangible of ways. As we continue, it was just those 11 around that table gathered that night that shared it. Tonight, those of us that are gathered both in the washing of feet and what it meant as Jesus did it for them, it's the foundation of it is the love that has come into us of God and continues to flow out of us. And then as we partake in the sacrament that was instituted on this night around that table, we will once again take Christ into us and he will also flow out of us from the sacrament. What a powerful night. What a powerful final will and testament and last instruction he gave to his disciples. And I hope it meets you where you are, brings you encouragement and hope, and prepares you for the cross tomorrow as well as what comes after. In his holy name, amen.